This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the Word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now, please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings and welcome to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, a weekly podcast where we proclaim and ponder the Sunday Mass readings. Well, blessed, it's not really, it is the 34th week in ordinary time, and our feast today is a beautiful solemnity as we close the season of of this liturgical year with the feast of, it's a beautiful word, our Lord Jesus Christ King of the Universe is the title for this feast. It is a wonderful way for us to close this time of the liturgical year and then to open up a new year, beginning with the time of Advent. If you've been listening, you've been hearing particularly in the gospel, but really in that first reading as well, well, in all the readings for the last few weeks, particularly in November, you we continue to build up on what is the kingdom of God going to be like, and that God is both a just judge and our savior. And so not only our savior, yes, but also the just judge. There are two roles that our heavenly father plays in our lives. And so today, as we really come to the climax of that message, and Jesus has been unpacking it in these parables that we've been hearing, we will continue to hear that in these readings that relate to our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe. I like to look at the thread that are within the readings that we'll be hearing from, you're going to hear this image of the good shepherd. Once again, this beautiful image of the good shepherd. We'll hear about the risen Christ. And we'll also, as I mentioned, we hear about the judge, the judge of all nations. As we hear of Jesus Christ, king of the universe, he is our savior, He is also our just judge. So let's hear what sacred scripture has to say to us today as we come to this beautiful solemnity on this November 26th. I want to open with the collect uh, for the mass today. And the collect today for me reminds me of this prayer that Jesus has that we may all be one that there would be unity in humanity. And so listen for that theme as we look through these readings. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, whose will is to restore all things in your beloved Son, the King of the universe, grant, we pray, that the whole creation set free from slavery 
may render your majesty service and ceaselessly proclaim your praise. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. And hear that prayer, O God, we're asking for the ever-living God whose will it is to restore all things. Jesus says, I make all things new. And through Jesus, the Almighty Father restores all three, all things that the whole creation set free from slavery, the slavery of sin. We will proclaim ceaselessly, not just for a day, ceaselessly proclaim your praise. It's a beautiful prayer as we begin this solemnity. So let's begin with the first reading, which is a reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord God, I myself will look after and tend my sheep as a shepherd tends his flock. When he finds himself among his scattered sheep, so will I tend my sheep. I will rescue them from every place where they were scattered when it was cloudy and dark. I myself will pasture my sheep. I myself will give them rest, says the Lord God. The lost I will seek out, the strayed I will bring back, the injured I will bind up, the sick I will heal, but the sleek and the strong I will destroy, shepherding them rightly. As for you, my sheep, says the Lord God, I will judge between one sheep and another, between rams and goats. The word of the Lord. Our responsorial psalm is Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In verdant pastures, he gives me repose. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. Beside restful waters, he leads me, he refreshes my soul. He guides me in right paths for his namesake. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. You spread the table before me. In the sight of my foes, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. Only goodness and kindness follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. Our second reading is a reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through man, the resurrection of the dead came also through man. For just as in Adam all die, so too in Christ shall all be brought to life, but each one in proper order. Christ, the firstfruits, then at his coming, those who belong to Christ. Then comes the end, when he hands over the kingdom to his God and Father, when he has destroyed every sovereignty and every authority and power. For he must reign 
until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. When everything is subjected to him, then the son himself will also be subjected to the one who subjected everything to him so that God may be all in all. The word of the Lord. Our gospel reading is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne and all the nations will be assembled before him and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will take the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me. In prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen. I say to you, whatever you did for one of the least brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you accursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. A stranger, and you gave me no welcome. Naked, and you gave me no clothing. Ill and in prison, and you did not care for me. Then they will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you? hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or ill or in prison and not minister to your needs. He will answer them, Amen, I say to you, what you did not do for one of these least ones, you did not do it for me. And these will go off to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, as I said at the opening of the program, the thoughts of the Good Shepherd, the risen Christ, and judge of all nations are some of the ways in which we hear about Jesus Christ, King of the universe, the theme to right the wrong, to right the wrong. That was really what I tied together as we look at this feast, we look at the solemnity of the closing of a liturgical year to right the wrong. And I want to start by the book of Ezekiel, this prophecy and this prophet. We only get a small piece of chapter 34. In fact, it's two small sections, verses 11 and 12 and 15 to 17. But the entire chapter of chapter 34 is beautiful in Ezekiel as we hear about this image of the Good Shepherd. And I'm going to just open it up because 
I'd encourage you to reflect on this because it it's so powerful and it reminds us that yes, God is a just judge and he continues to look out for those who are marginalized, who are discriminated against, who are being treated poorly because of those that are in leadership positions or authority over them. And this is called the parable of of the shepherds in chapter 34. And it leads into a little bit of what we heard, but not much, the separation of the sheep. But listen to what Ezekiel says in this chapter. Thus, the word of the Lord came to me, son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. These are the shepherds of Israel, the leaders of the church who have been just lording over their power over others. We've been hearing this through all of the different parables. Jesus really, as he talks to the leaders of the church, he's addressing those who are misusing their power and who are taking advantage of the sheep that they've been entrusted to. And so in Ezekiel, it says, in these words prophesy to them. Thus says the Lord God, woe to the shepherds of Israel who have been pasturing themselves. Should not shepherds rather pasture sheep? You have fed off their milk, worn their wool, and slaughtered their fatlings. But the sheep you have not pastured. You did not strengthen the weak, nor heal the sick, nor bind the injured. You did not bring back the strayed, nor seek the lost, but you lorded it over them harshly and brutally, so that they were scattered for a lack of a shepherd and became food for all the wild beasts. My sheep were scattered and wandered over the mountains and high hills. My sheep were scattered over the whole earth with no one to look after them or to search for them. Just think of the population of humanity who is like those sheep, scattered, lonely, wounded, oppressed, victims of war. The Lord is looking over them. And so here goes the reading. Therefore, shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As I live, says the Lord God, because my sheep have been given over to pillage, and because my sheep have become food for every wild beast, for a lack of a shepherd, because my shepherds did not look after my sheep, but pastured themselves and did not pasture my sheep. Because of this, shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. We're going to get into the judgment. Thus says the Lord God, I swear I am coming against these shepherds. I will claim my sheep from them and put a stop to their shepherding my sheep so that they may no longer pasture themselves. I will save my sheep, that they may no longer be food for their mouths. For thus says the Lord God, and this is a little bit of what we hear today in the reading, I myself, the Lord is going to take care of the sheep. I will look after and tend my sheep. As a shepherd tends his flock, when he finds himself among his scattered sheep, so will I tend my sheep. I will rescue them from every place where they are scattered when it was cloudy and dark. I will lead them out from among the peoples and gather them from the foreign lands. I will bring them back to their own country and pasture them among the mountains of Israel. In good pastures, I will pasture them. And on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing ground. 
There they shall lie down on good grazing ground, and in rich pastures they shall be pastured on the mountains of Israel. Isn't this beautiful? I myself will pasture my sheep. I myself will give them rest, says the Lord God. The lost I will seek out, the strayed I will bring back, the injured I will bind up, the sick I will heal, but the sleek and the strong I will destroy, shepherding them rightly. And I'll jump down to verse 25. It says, I will make a covenant of peace with them and rid the country of ravenous beasts that they may dwell securely in the desert and sleep in the forests. I will place them about my hill, sending rain in due season, rains that shall be a blessing to them. The trees of the field shall bear their fruits and the land of its crops. They shall dwell securely on their own soil. Thus they shall know that I am the Lord when I break the bonds of their yoke and free them from the power of those who enslaved them. They shall no longer be despoiled by the nations or devoured by beasts of the earth, but shall dwell secure with no one to frighten them. I will prepare for them a peaceful field for planting. They shall no longer be carried off by famine in the land or bear the reproaches of nations. Thus they shall know that I, the Lord, am their God, and they shall be my people. The house of Israel says the Lord God. That's the promise of the Lord. And and in some of those phrases, you can hear Psalm 23 come alive, right? The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want that I shall not fear because the Lord will take care of me. And so even though we experience today, we experience war, poverty, famine, oppression, we, we, we experience those consequences of sin stemming from original sin, in this world at this moment, the Lord God is promising us those who are his sheep, those who follow his will, will be set free. I love the straight I will bring back. I will bind up. I will heal. And the sleek and the strong, this is the judgment I will destroy. If you oppose God's will, the Lord will destroy and he will shepherd his sheep rightly. There's this sense of unity, bringing all of the sheep together at the end times, which as we celebrate Jesus Christ, King of the universe, he makes all things new. We hear St. Paul referring to Christ and his resurrection from the dead, again, reminding us. And we've been hearing a lot from St. Paul in his various letters. We've been hearing from the Thessalonians today, from the Corinthians, the reminder of the promise of the truth of the resurrection, that the resurrection will come. We don't know the hour. We don't know the day. And the last enemy to be destroyed is death. And Jesus will, as we hear in the gospel, separate all of humanity, all creatures, those who are his friend and those who are his foe will go in one of two directions. And so we go to this gospel reading from Matthew. We've been continuing in this chapter 25. We heard about the 10 virgins, the five who planned ahead, the five who were foolish and did not 
We heard last week about these different stewards that were entrusted a tremendous amount of wealth to take care of while the master was out traveling. And this was a common practice in the day that a huge more uh, a huge amount of of wealth would be entrusted to those to take care of it, to foster it, just like shepherds are are entrusted to take care of and foster the sheep, not to let them go wild or to completely abandon them, but to care for them and to nurture them. And so today Jesus is saying again to the disciples now, he's teaching to the disciples because his passion is coming close. When the son of man comes in glory, there is a promise. The son of man will come in glory. And all the angels will come with him and he will sit upon the glorious throne. We're getting a sense of the glory of the Lord, the coming of the Lord. We don't know when that will be, but the promise is there by God himself. And all of the nations, all of the nations, we're talking about the Lord Jesus Christ, king of all the nations, will be assembled before him. And if you've ever read, or I haven't had the chance to read the book, but I listened to it on audio, is the book, The Last Battle by C.S. Lewis. And the, it's the last of the series of the Chronicles of Narnia. And it's a tremendous book. And you really get this visualization of the final battle of all of the different creatures from all of the different times coming through the door. And they see, in this case, it's Aslan, right? The beautiful big lion. And they look into his face and they're, they're either fearful and so frightened that they go to his left into eternal damnation because they've never been a friend of, of Aslan. They've always maybe fought Aslan and they're just so filled with themselves that they go into the fiery furnace, so to speak. But then you see the other creatures who either look at him with such love or they look at him and and their hearts are open to the mercy that he's extending. This mercy is something that you don't don't earn. You're not worthy of that mercy, but it's given to you out of love. And those creatures go right into the land of Aslan or in the land of, of heaven. And so we see that there is this separation, which is based upon your love. How did you love? Because Jesus is explaining those who loved and in their daily lives cared for others. You know, you begin at home. You might think, well, I've had no time to be in any type of a ministry and outreach to the poor because I'm taking care of my family. Or I have a sick family member at home that has, has completely consumed my time for a long period of my life. Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's your parent. Maybe it's your child. I've known many people who have, have had a child who has had to live with them 24-7 as needed care. That is caring for those most in need in your space and in your time. So the Lord is going to see, how did you love? How did you care? Did you welcome? Did you help rescue and bring back those that wandered astray? Amen, I say to you, what you did not do for the least one of these, you did not do for me. And so our daily choices do matter. Our daily choices matter. Our thoughts, our words, our will, 
our intentions. And this is why the sacrament of confession is so beautiful because our, our daily actions do matter. And many times we fail, we fall, we, we, we fumble, <laughs> fail, fall and fumble. But the Lord is so merciful that he says, come to me with a contrite heart, be sorry for that sin, recognize, boy, I sure faulted there. My words were not kind. My actions weren't kind. I was totally focused on myself, whatever that might've been. And take that to the sacrament of reconciliation and feel that sense of mercy penetrating through your heart. And then go and receive the Holy Eucharist. Praise the Lord. You receive that wonderful nourishment and food from the Lord, food from the King of the universe. How do we prepare for the final coming of Christ? We will be entering next Sunday. We'll be going into the Advent season, the four weeks of Advent. And this is a time when we prepare for the celebration of the birth of Jesus. That's the nativity. We, it, it's a preparation to, to prepare a penitential time to prepare for a feast. The feast is the nativity, December 25th. We prepare for that remembrance of the coming when Christ came as a babe in the manger through the Blessed Virgin Mary. But we also are preparing at the same time for the second coming of the Lord, for our death, and then the final coming of the Lord. We have that time to see the Lord face to face. That judgment will be there. And the Lord is a just judge. He is a merciful God. He is also a just judge. And then we prepare for Christ's coming at every moment in our lives. This is the time of Advent. So get ready, stay awake, prepare for the coming of the Lord. I want to close with a reminder for us to continue our practice in November of praying for the souls in purgatory, for your loved ones who have died, for my loved ones who have died, for all those who have died, who have nobody to, to pray for them. From the very beginning of time till this moment and through the future for all those who have died, let's pray for the souls in purgatory. Let us pray. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon them. May the souls of the faithful departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, and have a wonderful end of the liturgical year. We'll see you next week. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.